Hello and welcome to Global Sanctuary for Elephants podcast, Global Rumblings. Global Sanctuary for Elephants, or GSC for short, is a non-profit organization with a mission to create vast safe spaces for captive elephants where they are able to heal physically and emotionally, often from very traumatic pasts. I'm your host, Nadia Mari, and I'll be taking you to the lush jungle of the Mato Grosso region in central Brazil, home of GSE's initial project, Elephant Sanctuary Brazil. Currently home to six female Asian elephants, lovingly referred to as the girls. Hi, welcome and thank you for joining us again this week for a new episode of Global Rumblings. Sorry for leaving you on a cliffhanger last week, but let's head on over to Brazil to say hi to Kat and Scott and let's resolve that cliffhanger. Hi Kat, hi Scott, how are you? Hey Nadia, how are you? Nadia. I'm fine, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> We're not going to be talking about the weather. I don't want to talk about the weather in your end of the woods, in my neck of the woods. So let me tell me, how did a cat stop a near brawl at the circus while you were um, rescuing Ramba? Listen, if nobody was going to step in to help Scott, I was going to, even if it was a losing battle, because her handler was actually a brute. He was and not a, a big, man. aggressive man. Yeah. So. I was going to lose that battle terribly, but I, I think still, so. I think I could take him. I was still willing to take that risk. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, you know, as much as it is a cliffhanger for everybody else, going through that episode and thinking about it afterwards, I really wanted to drink because <laughs> there is so much that goes on that we can't even cover, you know, yeah. in a 20 minute or a two hour episode on Ramba. I mean, even this first section, mm. if you go into all those little nuances and details and the looks from the audience and looks from the, the, uh, circus guys, you know, all the things they were trying mm. to manipulate and the, a bunch of them there. were hanging out on the top of the big cat cages across the way and doing things. It was just the whole scenario was, I mean, whatever, you know, it's the last chance to get her out. So you try to ignore all of it, but two of the guys from that were with the group trying to get her moved. They were all sorts of not happy about any of it and mm. about the, us not really being protected, the general aggression. That was before anything even happened. The guy who worked with the trucking company, was he an ex-Marine? Mm -hmm. He is this big guy. And even he wasn't really comfortable with, what seemed like it might happen before it even happened. So in part because yeah. there's a general lack of confidence in the police there because the police are um, don't often step in when they're supposed to. And in part because yeah. circus is generally related to mafia. Yeah. So I had to think about um that if you said that she was confiscated due to brutality and abuse and yes, not being looked after properly. When you said that they had all these other animals like bears and tigers and everything else, I was just wondering crumbs if, if Rambo was treated that badly. I just don't want to go down that road thinking about how the animals, other animals were treated as well. well many times the elephants are the bigger profile, you know, so they get the highlight, yeah. you know, but that doesn't mean there's not an equal amount of negligence and abuse everywhere else. 
it is often easier to profile it on elephants. Yeah, and it may be a little pathetic on our part, but you really do try to compartmentalize it a little bit when you go into these places. It's no different yeah, than we, when we go into certain zoos. I mean, we've gone into zoos where it's heartbreaking walking through the zoo to get to the elephant we're supposed to be looking at or moving or assessing yeah. because some of these enclosures are terrible and i mean it's mm. archaic designs and i mean it's just terrible but you can't i mean you'll drown in it yeah. and it was the same thing yeah. with Ramba. i mean i refuse to go and anywhere near the big cats or any of the other animals because then you just you lose yourself in it also yeah yeah pandora's box huh so when you said there was lots of obviously Lots of aggression in the air, lots of very, very negative vibes. Did these, I was wondering, transfer onto Ramba? Because she obviously was feeling everybody's tension, or I presume she was feeling everybody's tension because, you know, they do pick up on that. Or So, so, so how did it all resolve? Ramba was a rock star through all of it. She's always a rock star, you know, but there's an element for me, I think that she may have been amused that there was somebody there trying to speak up for her, you know, and... <laughs> Knowing you know, her personality later on, she was yeah. probably like, ooh, stupid humans, yeah. let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but they just, they tolerate our humanity and the stupidity of humanity in so many ways, you know, and I think it's just another day of stress for her, another day of, you know, and, 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 and all things considered, None of it was towards her, of course, you know, so, you know, for her, that may have been a good day, you know, because a lot of times when people are frustrated, they take it out on her. I mean, she's used to being yeah. surrounded by a bunch of people when she was taken on the circus, even when she wasn't performing, they would keep her on a pen right on the street, you know, and people would be touching her and reaching out to her and everybody's yelling at her and it's constantly loud. So, I mean, it's not like that scenario was... Middle. Yeah, or it's just, you know, for a zoo elephant, I think that would have been like mm -hmm. utter mayhem and how they would have handled it, I don't know. But for her, I just, unfortunately, I think to some degree she was used to most of what was going on around her. Mm, okay. Just what, just one thing, I can hear, I can't hear the bird, I can hear like a, a loud screeching and ringing sometimes. Is that because you're a little bit further away from the microphone, like a, like a feedback? Or no. I heard that in the other recording as well. I think it's going to be the cricket things that we have. We have like these cricket cicada things that are making a bunch of noise oh, now see. because ah, it's okay. getting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh. Yeah, they often say they screech more before the rain comes and there is a forecast for rain tomorrow. Hopefully we had a few little drops of rain here and there, so... Hopefully, um, I want to add that, you know, thinking back in the story, you know, and people will probably often say, isn't there a better way? You know, couldn't he have done something differently? Couldn't there have been more preparation? Couldn't you have whatever it may have been? Oh my God, we would have loved to have been able to yeah. have more preparation. That would have been nice. But... We didn't have that option. No. You know, and we didn't have, and a lot of times in these types of conversations, you don't have those luxuries. I've been in conversations in the United States also where you go in and, you know, he said, okay, we're going to do this and hope for the best. You know, it can go yeah. wrong. It can go well. You know, you just never really know because you don't have those type of, you don't have the scenarios that you have in some of these zoos where you can do training and conditioning. You're just going in and doing the best you can to get her out of a horrible situation. Sure. And it's her last chance. How old was she at this time? 
Yeah. Probably around 54. Yeah, oh. I admit that all yeah. those dates go away, all those ages. I don't I don't retain them. All the years blend together, mm. our own and theirs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so here we are waiting for the judge to make a determination for, for the lawyer and the prosecutor to go back to the judge and find out what's, what's going to happen next. Uh, essentially, everybody went back to their corners. Everybody got shunned away, back to their own side, um, and... Ramba's trainer grabbed her by her circus and well, actually the owner of the circus mm. tried to get her to go back first and she wouldn't go. And you could tell by looking at her, she was getting pissed most likely because this guy isn't the one who generally handles her and elephants aren't stupid. They know who to be afraid of. They know who to not be afraid of. And, you know, for as much as she would do what she was told to, she's still an elephant and now has this guy grabbing her face that doesn't usually oh. most likely work with her as she was getting mad okay. and her actual trainer ended up having to come over and grab her and put her back in her okay. little square. But even with that, he gave her a look. Uh, she gave him a look a couple of times. Yeah. She was enjoying that freedom and knowing <laughs> it wasn't that far <laughs> she was probably only maybe 15 yards away from her little paddock but it was still you know it's just Golden. it's different you know it has a different feel it has a different everything and she was like no this is pretty good but in that scenario also she knows that they're not going to be as brutal as they would normally be if there weren't guards around you know if they didn't have yeah. military if they didn't have you know anybody around they would be much more brutal with her she knows they, they know when they can get away with being a little bit rebellious. <laughs> yeah. So while she's being rebellious and while we're all waiting, we may have had lunch that day. I don't remember. Uh, but it no, was a long we didn't wait. have lunch. We went uh, and we hid in the shade because it was <laughs> so hot and we were so dirty by that point. So we are waiting and waiting and waiting. And what we hear back is that the colonel is coming with reinforcements and the judge has ordered that you will be allowed to proceed. A colonel? That sounds yes. like the army. It was the colonel of the police force. Oh, um, I see. So okay. they become a reinforcement. But essentially, it's military police. Mm -hmm. That's not normal police. So we wait for them to show up. And it was late afternoon. Yeah, because they told us nobody do anything until he shows up. So literally, everybody's just sitting on opposite sides of this giant yard kind of staring each other down. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. So we're waiting and waiting, waiting. They show up late afternoon and the Colonel comes to talk to us and immediately the uh, judge, or no, the judge, the circus owner starts speaking to the Colonel and saying, look, you know, it says in the protocol, you know, it's not supposed to use change. They started using change, blah, 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 blah. And the Colonel put his hand in the face of the circus owner and said, I know the protocol. He said, Scott is the one that wrote the protocol. You're the one that did not abide from the protocol. And he said, Scott, you are free to do what you guys need to do. You can move Ramba. You have until the end of oh, the wow. day today. Oh, wow. So we went until having four or five more days that we could do a little bit back and forth. And at that point, prior to that, we we're thinking, okay, let's regroup. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll come up by the time. He said, you have until the end of the day today, or she stays at the circus. But he didn't show up alone. Oh my gosh. He showed up with him. He showed up with one of the lawyers, actually, mm -hmm. that worked for Ecopolis, and about 30 armed guards with machine guns. And they essentially surrounded the whole yard, splitting between us and the circus people. 
And he stood, what, maybe 15 yards behind us with the lawyer just staring at us the whole time. Um, and that was how he had to try to move her. And there were a couple of times that when the circus guys started going to different locations at different times, going up in different places and going in different locations once we got started and they were still trying to intimidate Ramba, I would just look at the colonel or Cat would look at the colonel and point to the guy and they would immediately go get them out away. I mean, they were much more responsive. They were much more protective. And sure. there definitely was not going to be a fight at that point. <laughs> no, somebody was going to get shot. Three days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the question is, is Ramba going to go in the trailer because we have some today? And... Fortunately, you guys all know the end of the story, so she knows she does go in the trailer. However, oh, wow. um, goodness. the afternoon continued on. It went into evening, and Ramba, we did have a chain on her leg going through the trailer, so she couldn't really walk away at that point. Um, we were just letting her go close to the trailer, let her check it out. She'd go partway into the front feet, and then she'd back back out. She'd go in the front feet and back back out. And then she um, it went on for a couple of hours that way. She was chill. She was eating. She wasn't hyper-stressed or anything like that. No, the only beings that were stressed were us because, I mean, you would literally at one point, Scott turned around to look at the colonel and he tapped his watch. It's like, we know what we know. We have like two hours to convince this elephant somehow to go into the container that she doesn't really seem interested in going in at all. And at that point, it was getting dark. The sun is starting to go down a little bit, starting to get into, you know, it's dusk now, you know, and that's when he tapped his watch and looked at me and it's like, I know. And at one point they were complaining because she was thirsty. I was already on my way over to say, I'm going to give her a drink and let her settle for a little bit. Uh, I said, we know these behaviors. It's not just, you know, we, the circus is trying to show they know her best, but we had already talked about uh, giving her a drink and looking after her that way. We can tell we can read elephants. Um, and so he tapped his watch and I'm like, Ramba, please, 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 please. Cat <laughs> saying, please, 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 please. I don't think I've ever begged an elephant so much in my entire career with elephants, honestly. It was a little pathetic. And it was right around that time as, you know, it's getting almost too dark to really see much what's going on. We're getting to the point of what are we going to be able to do? Are we going to have to give up? And Ramba turned around, backed herself into the container. We pulled the chain taut as quickly as possible <laughs> and immediately started closing the doors. Yeah, it was like all at once. She's like, okay, I'll give it to you. And she just walked right in. And it was one of those moments where like, you took half a second to look at each other and be like, really? And then of course, because you wanted to make sure she stayed in there, it was like, pull the chain, pull the chain. But Do you know why the, uh, the judge had then decided to say either today until midnight or that's it, why he decided to not give you the three extra days as originally, because I mean, the military police could have come every day to do, you know, to, to, to guard off the, the, the yard and give you all time to do your thing. But we have no idea because that was all part of the conversation between the lawyers, the prosecutor and the judge. Which um, of okay. course we wanted, we didn't have the ability to even be part of because of the limited time we okay. had with her. But I'm sure it was just, they didn't want this conflict. They didn't want to have to be invested in this every day for the next however many days. I'm sure they probably thought that if we all went home and came back the next day, that it would be worse, mm -hmm. um, which yeah. it probably would have been. So I think mm. they just, they, 
I don't want to say they didn't care about enough about her, but I'm sure there was a view of it's just an elephant. Let's not end up with dead people. And this is the third time we yeah. told you you can move her and you still have no success. You're not going to be able to move her. No one's qualified. Who knows what conversations exist in there? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Ramba, but Ramba did, Ramba saved the day. Well, she saved her Ramba day. Saved the day. Amazing. She. Oh my God. And how long did the, the journey then uh, well. take from Chile to Chile? I mean, from Chile to Chile, I don't know how far this, the park safari was that, where she was then. Yeah, it wasn't that far, Nadia, but it was a little bit of a challenge. Uh, we had to first get the door closed uh, because of the way the door is designed or not. And we are standing up on top of the wall where we have an elephant that we don't really know, basically at her head. Mm. Um, she was so gracious <laughs> you know she was so calm i mean honestly uh, we were just so lucky she is who she was because i mean there are 90 percent of other elephants you never could have it wouldn't have gone this way no. and if it was a different yeah. elephant we would have had to do things vastly different because but rumble was showing us what she was showing us sure you know we did some things that we wouldn't normally do um you know, and but she was again. She was just a rock star through it. So once we started putting the once the chain was tight, started closing the door, uh, we had to use a sledgehammer to get part of the door closed because it wasn't. It was it's an old shipping container. It's not new, and we didn't again. Yeah. We had no time. We had no ability to make any modifications to make things work better. We had to get the container on the truck. The container was yeah. It was on a, a, a trailer. The container was already on the trailer, but the trailer dropped away from the truck. Um, and then you had to reconnect the truck to the trailer. Um, and then there was all loose gravel and sand, and it started yeah. getting stuck. That was amazing. And then they had to re disconnect it again, mm -hmm. reposition it again, hook it up again. And then we were finally able to leave. Yes. At, we have no idea what hour of the day, to be honest with you. It was um, late. It was dark. And it was about an hour and a half trip by car. And I think it was probably about two and a half to three hours, if I recall. We had a police escort because, again, they didn't trust that the circus people were going to just let us go without trying to do something. So, so we made the trip there. And um, they get into the park safari because of the trailer that was used because, again, we had no choice. Um, and we had already been to park safari one time. Mm -hmm. And they had told us it was another way around. And then when we get there, they said, no, the other way is not going to work. We'll have to go over this primary entrance. And when we go over the primary entrance, the trailer was very, very low. Um, in order to go up and over that, they had a little bit of momentum behind them. And the trailer bottomed out on the little bump and disconnected from the truck. Oh, God, no. And this was, at this point, it's like 11. She didn't roll away or anything. She just went straight down into the ground. And, of course, guy goes running over and jumps up on the front of the container to look over the top to see if she's okay. And she's eating. <laughs> it's like, all right, clearly you don't care. The rest of us just had a heart attack, but fine, okay. We have often said that elephant transport is not the elephant side of the hard part. <laughs> you know, the, the elephants are always the easy part. And aside from a little bit of the chaos of, of getting her into the transport container, um, and because of the scenario that was there, she was a rock star. We've said it before and said again, she was really, really, really good. Sidebar, this is not how normal rescues go. Mm -hmm. There's lots of planning. There's lots of flexibility. This is not, was not a normal 
elephant rescue at mm. all. So if people are listening to this and are like, this is what happens every time. No, thank goodness. This is not what happens. Yeah, this is definitely an extreme elephant confiscation from a mafia connected circus who have been embroiled in this battle for far too yes. many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a tough scenario. So uh, even getting, because the trailer and everything was set up differently than we had initially planned on, uh, when we get to the her corral, uh, the only option that we really had was to drive all the way into her space. We couldn't unload her into a barn. We didn't have any of those options. Uh, we didn't have a crane available um, because of how, you know, the timing and all of this. You couldn't back up and open the doors. You had to just yeah. have everything in there with her. So the truck drives into her space. We disconnect the trailer from the truck so that the trailers, you know, that are kind of on the ground now. The truck pulls forward into as far as it can before going into the creek. So it's not directly in her line sight, line of sight, because I don't want her to go play with this fancy truck. We don't want her to go play with the fancy truck. <laughs> they, um, like to, they, they like to examine things and because they are big, sometimes when they do that, things break. So we're trying to help people, everyone understand who everyone's exhausted. Everyone's emotional. My God, she's out of circus. Can you believe this happened? Can you believe how this day went? It had to be like two or three in the morning by then. And none of them were actually there with us at the circus except for two people. So they're all so emotional. Like, oh my gosh, can you imagine this day? And we're like, (laughs) yes, believe it or not, we can imagine how the day was. (laughs) But we know firsthand how crazy it was. So we... um, uh, we go there, we move everybody out of the way. Uh, there's people wanting to document her first steps into the space and trying to get everyone to respect her space, everyone out of the yard, just the trucks in her space. We go ahead and put out a line of fruit so that away from the truck, uh, so that she comes out, eats the fruit, and moves away from the truck, going towards the little pond. Uh, it's dark, there's no real lights. I think there may have been one or two lights on the barn, but it's pretty dark out there, in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. Um, it's not an illuminated, an illuminated zoo. It's pretty much middle of nowhere, little roadside zoo. So we open up the trailer and she looks out and she walks right past the bananas and she walks right past the corn and she walks right past the melon <laughs> and she starts picking a little bit of grass. She starts throwing a little bit of dirt. Aww. She starts eating a little more grass oh, and then she starts throwing a little bit more dirt and then she grazes and grazes and grazes and just as act like cool. This is nice. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she was great. She was easy again, thankfully. Um, but made herself right at home right away. Yeah. Went over, splashed on the edge of the pond. Mm-hmm. And made everybody leave. And then a little bit after everybody left, we were staying in these little cabanas that are on. It was Ramba's enclosure was next to a hoofstock enclosure that they would do drive-through safaris in. And then there were these four little like tiki hut kind of cabanas and we stayed in the one closest to the elephant enclosure. And then on the other side of that was the tiger and lion enclosure, lion enclosure, um, that they also did a drive-through safari. Um, but we were in the cabana next to her enclosure and she went to the back next to the cabanas and laid down and went to sleep. Yeah, it was just a couple hours later, she was Aww. already sleeping. Yeah, we could see her off of our porch. She was right there. So, oh, lovely. Yeah. And how big was this? Uh, how big was her enclosure? It was enclosure? about two acres. Okay. 
Yeah, nice grass. Nice and obviously grass. lots of and lots of grass. I was going to say lots of grass because she obviously loved to graze. Lots of grass, willows around the perimeter. Yeah, she had a nice little. She had a pond with an island in the middle, um, and the island had these two beautiful willows on it. Um, may they rest in peace. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, they were the only trees she had. I'm not sure how long they thought that they were going to live, but they lived for a little while. We she have, loved them. We have some beautiful photos of when she was first there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there was like, they did an irrigation system. So there was fresh water running through and it would feed into the pond. And yeah, it was honestly nicer than many us zoo enclosures for sure absolutely um and definitely nicer than what she came from so the space the space was nice for her are the nights in chile equal to um the space where you are now in, in brazil so are they very warm or did she have to go in at night i think what we'll do uh let's get into a little bit of that challenge next episode i don't want to leave people hanging too much on that um but that's a whole other issue of what we had to do so there's this relief that comes with her being at the circus i mean out of the circus finally she's finally free from the circus chaos finally free from abuse mm. she's at this temporary enclosure uh possibly going to be there for about six months uh while she was still planning on going to the sanctuary in tennessee um and you know we had to go we had a lot to do there uh we had to try to train the staff we had to try to get things set up uh finding food sources and there's a lot that needed to take place over the next couple of weeks um but to bring in something that scott brought up earlier otherwise it's not going to make sense that you brought it up and it never existed <laughs> again um it was a long day <laughs> to say the least we hadn't eaten um we didn't have any of our stuff. We just had the clothes on our back and the owner of the safari park, who is a well-off man, asked us to come to his house and have pseudo dinner. I mean, just to make sure we ate, which was about three in the morning. Very nice. But again, it's three in the morning. We're exhausted. We are so dirty because we're covered with chain grease. We're covered with elephant poop from cleaning up and everything else. I mean, we're, a mess. We're disgusting. Right now. I mean, I think it's almost the dirtiest I've been as how dirty we were. And that's saying a lot. And let's go back to it. And the plan was for us to be there only for that first day to start the conditioning of her into the transport container. The plan was not to move. No. We we're supposed to have a few more yeah. days to do this. So we didn't bring yeah. extra chain of clothes. We didn't bring extra dinner and snacks and anything with us. No. So he invites us over to his house. And of course, we have to say yes because we have manners. Um, but we don't have any other clothes. I think they left two t-shirts for us, mm -hmm. but I mean, our pants are what's actually filthy. So we take a quick shower and we put on clean t-shirts, but we still have our dirty, disgusting pants. We go to his house, like the entire interior is white. I mean, it is like <laughs> this, <laughs> this log designer home totally it's this log cabin with all this exposed wood that's beautifully done and manicured but it's all white and his wife is there who is like all made up and looking perfect and beautiful and we walk in and we're like oh my god we can't even sit in this man's house right now and she was so gracious and welcoming and she's like no it's okay it's okay and it was just not okay um, but we did sit and we had dinner and we went back to 
our house afterwards. And that's when Rambo was sleeping and we went to sleep. But um, again, we didn't have any clothes. So the next morning we had to put on those same disgusting clothes to go to the hotel to get the rest of our stuff. So we drive <laughs> back an hour and a half to Sao Paulo. Actually, after after taking care of Rama in the morning. Uh, Hello, Santiago. Santiago, sorry. Um, we take care of Rama in the morning. She's all set. She's really, really chill. I mean, she just looks really content right now. And uh, first time having any level of freedom like that. Sure. I mean, it's a small amount of freedom, yeah. but it was, she looked really good. And I mean, we say it time and time again, grass is such a big thing to elephants. You know, everybody thinks it's like this little, oh, yes, it's nice. They get to graze. You have no idea what it seems to mean to an elephant to be able to pick grass and feed themselves. Mm. It's emotionally soothing. There is a rhythm to it. It is this whole process. It's not just eating grass Mm. and it seems to have such a significant impact, just the grass alone. So she was all Zen that first morning and super happy. So we were like, okay, you're good. We're going to go get our stuff. We arrived back at the Ritz, <laughs> and as we were walking up the door, I'm sure you know. Even though we had showered, you can still smell us from a long distance away. And oh, I'm sure. The concierge opens the door. You know, the um, they open the door. The concierge is there to welcome us, and he said, you know, he had heard that we moved. To, he even stepped back from us. We're on our way to the elevator, oh, and the people waiting on the elevator step back. <laughs> stepped out of our way, <laughs> let us go in the elevator all on our own. It was so sad. I mean, we're <laughs> laughing, of course, once the elevator doors closed. We had to laugh because we were disgusting. I mean, and we're okay with being gross, but, Not you know, bad. it's this top-end, five-star hotel, and we were just Not so bad. nasty, so nasty. We were inappropriately there. Yeah. <laughs> we are not Aww. in the right place for how our, our appearance on that day. But we did take a shower while we were up there, uh, and we did put on clean clothes, and then Scott got to do some interviews where they had him doing all sorts of interesting poses for the photos, which yeah. I thought was hysterical. <laughs> it's so weird, some of the things yeah. that happen in other countries. But Yeah. And my dad still has the article that has Guru Gringo saves elephants. <laughs> they had him doing the thinker pose. Like yeah. literally they had him do that pose. Oh, no. so they could, It was just so bizarre. It it's so funny. You must have been so exhausted, Scott, that you sort of went along with that. But yeah, hey, what a celebration. I can imagine that the actual sort of, of what had happened probably took a few days to sink in after it was such a... Well, such an uh, exciting, well, not exciting, such a adventurous and nearly traumatic um, rescue of Ramba. Probably to take a few days to actually finally settle down to understand that, yes, yeah, she is finally free from the circus. And it's kind of similar to when elephants come here. It's like you don't actually get that moment to enjoy or process until like sometimes weeks later because... With her, there was still so much to do. There was so much to figure out. We had to see, you know, how she was going to respond to a bunch of things and see both emotionally and physically how she was. And we were going to have to train people who had never worked with an elephant 
you know, on how to take care of her and start her protective conduct training, figure out what food we could get. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but people always think, oh, you know, don't you have this and that for your elephants? It's like, no, that doesn't exist here. And it's the same thing in Chile. It's Mm. different what they have there than what they have here. And I mean, there's so much to get sorted. And the fence, honestly, was a piece of garbage. And 95% of elephants we've worked with would never have stayed behind it. So we had to see that it was actually going to be safe and she was going to be respectful of the fencing. I mean, there was just so much going on and media everywhere for, I don't even know how many days that you don't really, nothing settles until weeks in with that. Yeah. You don't have time. You don't have time to go back and think about what Mm. that day was like and until we do podcast 15 years later. <laughs> um, yeah, truly, it, it takes a while, as Kat just said. It takes a while for yeah, it to really sink in. And sometimes not even fully until you start trying to verbalize those nuances. Remember ah, that. Ah, there's our word. We could have, yeah, our, our <laughs> drinking game word, nuances. nuances. We've, we've been very slack on we that. Can, very slack on we that. Can, we can start drinking now. Still <laughs> bringing the anxiety thinking about that relocation. It was a hard one. Talking of uh, of drinking, I uh, haven't had any dinner yet. Not that I drink for dinner. That, that sounds really, really strange now. I haven't had any dinner yet because I ate so late at lunchtime that I wasn't very hungry. And time is running out. So... Um, what are you what are you guys doing before we get cut off what what are you doing for the rest of the day elephant care we are down an extra person today she found a stray cat or uh, and actually found her underneath her car at the grocery store in town and she went back to check on it at lunch and it's not doing really well so she's going to stay back and take care of it this afternoon so we're down to keep her so we need to go in and see what's left see what needs to be done in order to get ready for taking care of the elephants at the end of the day Okay. Yes, they do like their dinner in a timely manner. <laughs> <laughs> Maya and Gigi will come and find you if you are late. Oh, okay. So we're you are. Well, I'll say we, but you are. You are showered. You are clean. You have left the Ritz in a in an adequate manner, <laughs> and you're back at the um, at the temporary enclosure where Ramba is staying. So I'll say goodbye for this week, and we'll pick up then in our next recording. And yes, I'll say goodbye and thank you for your time. Thank you again, Nadia. It's always a pleasure. Bye, Nadia. Bye. So that wraps up this week's episode. We revealed and brought the cliffhanger to a close. Rambo is safe, the sanctuary's fourth elephant. So join us in two weeks' time. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a friendly review of our podcast. Share it with your friends and family. And until next time, take care. Bye. Oh, 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 oh.